All right, hello guys. Welcome to another episode of Lumia Sports. I'm your host Demetrius Mason, joined again by one Darnell Jones. Oh, what's up, guys? And joined again by Dom. You're all right, and we had a nice chill day of basketball, only four games, and we thought there were going to be no upsets. Instead, there were a lot. So let's get right into them. Um, the first one, honestly, man. Might have been the biggest upset. Actually, no, let's not go there. We're gonna go, we're gonna go Clippers Heat. The Clippers end up winning 109-105. The Heat did end up scoring 35 in the fourth quarter, and they did try to come back, but the Clippers win this game. No Paul George, no Kawhi Leonard, led by Reggie Jackson with 16. Mabaka plus 16. He's been great for them really all season. 10 points, 13 rebounds. And the biggest thing is the return of Lou, sweet Lou, 17 points. But the thing that he did today, which he's not done all season, was he got to the free throw line. Obviously, the Heat, Tyler Hero came back, and he was just 8 for 21. That's just not good enough. Um, and they just couldn't quite get the job done today. Darnell, what did you see out of this game? Yeah, that was a return to Tyler Hero. You got to see what Miami could look like if they were – closer to the health that you saw last season and the addition of the rookie Precious Achua, who's just the perfect fit in that system. You would think without Paul George and without Kawhi Leonard that they would have the advantage, but Terrence Mann jumped into the starting lineup, plus 17, 12 points on six shots. That's good production. You got good production out of Batum. He hit six threes, like you got to give it to the Clippers, man. They put up a good fight, and Miami just didn't have enough. Yeah, absolutely. Dom, what did you see in this one? You know what? You know what the real issue with Miami is right now. The problem is if they don't have the offensive production, then and I um like I use Miami in two K. That's like my team for my my team. So I just kind of know what the team works look looks like already but the problem with this team is after jimmy man there is absolutely no perimeter defense at all so then if you don't have the offense of bam and jimmy and tyler and even Dragic wasn't there either but if you don't have all the offense then they're just out there getting scorched so you know duncan robinson was a minus eight out there we know if he's not hitting his shots we know what they're gonna do to him they just finna go right at his neck. And that's exactly what Lou Will did. Lou Will probably went right at um Duncan Robinson every time he saw him and just got right to the line because Dun- cause Duncan can't hang with these people. Reggie Jackson, too. Batum had 18, bro. They just don't play defense. Yeah, they really don't. That's an issue. Um, I really thought the Heat were going to win this one. Damn it. There's no George. There's no Kawhi. We didn't even talk about it. There's no Pat Bev. So, like, everybody's gone. You just can't – I mean, Lou Will for the first game all season really looked like he was back to form. really think this is his first game where he's had more than 15. I want to say 10 almost. Pretty sure it's the first game he's had more than 15. So, uh, hey, man, that's a tough one for the Clippers, a really gritty one. That's a press for them, and the Heat continue to fall. They are now 6-12. and 12. Man, they need Jimmy back bad just to get into the – playoffs at this point they are looking yep. rough and rougher and rougher each day 
All right, man, moving on. Let's get into it. Um, I'll talk about it. Got to talk about this. The Pistons beat the Lakers 107-92. Of course, no Anthony Davis. So, obviously, you know, that hurt. Our guy, KCP, is a minus 20 in 28 minutes. That can't happen. It just seemed like one of those days. Now, in fairness, I didn't watch it. But it just seemed like one of those days where, you know, the Lakers were just like, man, we they had just played the Sixers in a hard-fought game. And they just – and there's no AD. And they just didn't have quite the juice. But that man, Blake Griffin, 23 points, six assists, Plus 24, Blake Griffin is a monster. And, you know, Derrick Rose is minus six. So, you know, some things never change. Um, Jeremiah Grant, 14 points for him. Amen. Plumley 17 and 10. He did his job. And Wayne Ellington just does what Wayne Ellington does. 20 points, six of nine from three. Dom, what'd you see in this one? Amen. I'm starting to understand how this team operates now. They fight. With everybody, so if their so if the other team's best player is gone, or at least their second best player, they can at least hang with them. That's why the one time when I picked them against Atlanta, I'm like, okay, their two best players were there. They at least need one of their best players there. Uh, they just need at least one of their best players gone, and they can finesse a win. But yeah, you were talking about how Blake is always somewhere between like a plus three and a plus five was scoring like five points. So yeah, if he a plus five scoring five, shooting two for eight, and you feel me, he gonna be a plus twenty-four <laughs> shooting eight for sixteen out there. Blake is for somehow, some way, Blake is the key to this team. And I keep looking, man. I keep looking at these stats and they just don't look that bad. But this dude really is always a minus. <laughs> he don't beat he don't be inefficient. Nope. Like six for 12, two for two from the free throw line. Like that's really good. Three assists. That's good. Two steals aboard, two turnovers. That's not even that many, but somehow, some way this guy always wind up being a negative. I don't, I don't know how, I don't know why, but damn Rose. <laughs> Darnell, what were your thoughts? Shout out to Wayne Ellington, man. Like, another game. He's making, I think, he's on a minimum contract. He's making, like, two, three million a year. 20 points, 24, plus 24. Six to nine from three, seven to 12 from the field. Then you look at the return of Blake Griffin. They got Blake Griffin playing more prop. He's in a small forward role. He's not really a small forward. He can't move laterally at this point, but. He's taking threes. He took 10 of them. He made five of them. That's pretty good. But I think it has – we have to look at the Lakers. Like, I know they they were supposed to have depth this year. That was supposed to be the big mm-hmm. difference between this the team this year and, and last year. So, you tell, you're telling me without Anthony Davis playing, you don't have enough to make this a, a single-digit game? Like, you get blown out by Detroit? Like, that's not that's not a good look. No, it's so. Not. Go ahead. Also, this is one of the rare occasions, rare occasions this season, where Jeremy Grant actually had like a relatively bad game, and they were still able to, you know, pick up the win. I I think really what it is is it's Schroeder, and I mean, 
you know, we all know. I don't. He should come off the bench. That's the first thing. It would just make everything a lot easier because I think it would just give him more rhythm, and it would just it would just make the team flow more. But we all know that. And he said, "I'm not coming off the bench." He's like, "All right, whatever." Um, the thing about this one as well, we saw Kuzma start, and he had 22 and 10. He was a minus 16, but I mean, so was Schroeder, so was KCP. I mean, he at least was putting up the points. So I don't, I don't know. It's I, I really think that Schroeder really being a souped up Rondo is going to work in the playoffs. I think he probably doesn't want to do it right now, and that's fine. But I think in the playoffs, if he would just slap and take that role, it would just make everything flow a lot more for their team. Um, I don't know if he can just be a Rondo, though. Like, the thing that made Rondo Rondo was the IQ. Like, I don't know if Dennis has that Rondo IQ. Not to say his IQ is low necessary, but Rondo's is, like, top three in the league, so. The only reason I say that is because he played on the bench for the Thunder, so he's used to it. He can't do it. He can do it very successfully. He's their best player off the bench. Yeah. Starting right now, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I think the biggest difference between Schroeder and Rondo is that Schroeder's looking for a shot. Like, Rondo's not looking to score. Rondo's looking to get everybody else involved and put them in position to score. Mm-hmm. And Schroeder at this point, how many assists did he have? Four assists? Four. That's just not your point guard, 30 minutes, four assists. He's obviously looking to score. Yeah, exactly. The problem yeah. is out there with scores. <laughs> That's the whole issue. If it's, if it's not AD and LeBron, it's Kuzma and LeBron. And I just – I'd say I feel like it would flow better if he was on the bench, especially with Montrez. It would make both of their jobs so much easier. That would be a souped-up Lou Williams-Montrez. Yeah, he does not be as good either, obviously, without that connection. But, hey, man, I don't want to overreact too much. Still, you know, it's still early, still Lakers. They really got, I'd say, two, three teams to really worry about. So, is what it is. Hey, man, moving on. Big-time game. Uh, closest one of the night. The Rockets end up beating the Blazers 104 to 101. Um, and hey, man, it was not Dame's fault. I want to be the first to say that we sh- we crap on Dame sometimes here, man. Sometimes he's a front runner. This game, he came out on fire. He had thirty, end up with thirty, eleven to the twenty-three shooting, five for eleven, nine assists. He just couldn't quite get it done. Make us if Carmelo gonna go out there and be three of fifteen. I mean, damn Carmelo. Yeah, Carmelo was fucking awful, bro. I was watching that shit. He dead ass missed every fucking shot. I was like, damn, bro. It was real bad out there. Also, they normally expect some production from Hood. Simmons has been good. Simon Simmons has been good. Um, he gave him 14 and he rebounds, but they normally expect something from Rodney Hood. He was only one for five out there. Even Gary Trent, man, 23, 8 of 16. I'd like to see that of him from a starting role, but the key. <clears throat> for the Rockets, man, this game, Christian Wood was playing 22 and 12 as a plus 16. Just a, just a monster out there, man. Um, and as we saw, Wall, 20 points on 16 shooting, six assists. Oladipo, 25 points, five assists, seven rebounds. Um, even though Gordon was only two for 11 out there, House picked that up with 11. Hey, and DeMarcus Cousins, <clears throat> at least he didn't get ejected, but he was <laughs> minus 15 out there. Darnell, what were your thoughts on this one? It was a hot shooting night for the Blazers. 
the Gary Trent Jr. I was watching this game and Gary Trent Jr. was just making contested three after contested three. Dame was pulling from the logo. Anthony Simmons was coming in off the bench in his 28 minutes. He was four of nine. They had 17 threes. They outshot Houston from the field, but or from the three point line. But the difference was Christian Wood. Christian Wood was just dominant. He's got this little floater that he likes to go to, and he's somebody that can face up and put the ball on the floor and dribble one or two times and get a bucket. I like what I see out of Christian Wood. He's another player that we look at in Detroit and say, what happened? <laughs> the hell are they doing? Um, Dom, what are, your, what are your thoughts on this one? Hey, man, I told you this off the rip, man. I really like this team. I really like the Rockets. Like, I was just watching them last night. John Wall and Oladipo are the same player. They both do the same thing. They're both drivers. Well, they're both slashers. They both have high-level defense, and they both are capable of shooting threes. Uh, Oladipo didn't have a great night shooting threes, but he's at least capable of doing it. John Wall went three, seven for three. Huh? Oladipo took some terrible threes yesterday, though. Like, step back, fall away threes, like – yeah, it was a little scary. You saw Dame doing it and said, I can do that. But he can't. Uh, that'd be happening sometimes. You, you watch somebody do some shit. You're like, fuck it. Let me try that shit too. But nah, I think Houston is actually a very well-rounded team. And for um, like with Wall, Oladipo, Christian Wood, Eric Gordon, House is a good backup small forward. He'll probably start back over Jayshon Tate. Uh, I think he was gone for a while for because I think he had, like, COVID or, like, you know, he was just uh, protocols or something like that. But I think the team is actually pretty well-rounded, and they've been winning a lot. And with Portland, yeah, like you were saying, Dame really came out this motherfucker cray the fuck Z. He came out here. He had 15 of their first 30 points. It was, like, 30 to, 30 to, like, 15 or something like that. And I was like, damn. But then we knew we knew that he had to go to the bench eventually. And as soon as he did, Carmelo came out there and the lead went right away. But one thing that's interesting to me is that Carmelo did have the highest plus minus on the team. He was a plus nine. And I'm, I, I only watched the first half because we might have to do something. But I only watched the first half of the game. And literally as soon as Carmelo went out there, the, the lead just disappeared. But so I'm kind of curious what happened in the second half that gave that wound up with that plus nine. Because he didn't make any shots in the second half either. I mean, you know, <clears throat> I have no idea. I got, I have no freaking clue. Um, he was probably out there early when Dame was going crazy. And then he played and gave some of it up. My guess is in the third, he's probably out there early. And and the Rockets went on a little run in the third, but they just in the fourth, they just really didn't score that much. Um, mm. Or maybe Carmelo's just the best player out there. Who knows? Maybe <laughs> either it was just it's just hard without well, we only got one really one point guard on the roster. They had Rodney Hood bringing the ball up. Like that's just not good. The offense is gonna get clunky. Players are out of position. The offensive flow is just going to be off. And, yeah, it wasn't enough. Yeah, and Anthony has been taking um, – Simons has been taking some shots. 
He's been making a lot of them. He still went five at 13, but he's kind of in another one of those gunner roles. He's not really a pure point guard like, like you were saying. So it's going to be interesting when CJ comes back, if that's going to help them or hurt them, right? Because you, you want, you know, they actually, with, with his emergence, they could become a really great team off the bench for real. You have him, Gary, and Carmelo, because remember, Carmelo not supposed to be starting either. You have all those guys, because remember, Covington's out, and um, CJ. Obviously, CJ's out, and Nurkic is out. So, like, if you look at it, they'll, they'll have Anthony, Trent, Cancer, and Simons off the bench. That could be really a problem, but like, like, like Darnell was saying, Simons has to learn how to pass the ball. He can't go out there with zero assists. He can't. I was about to. I was about to say, so, like, do you run a lineup with Simons and Trent together when they're all healthy, or do you run, like, like Lillard and Trent or CJ and Trent and then Dame and Simons, or do you, like, just let the bunch unit of Simons and, and Trent run together? I think you just stagger them. Yeah. Stagger CJ and Dame. So one's on the floor at all times, so somebody can initiate the offense. They still have mm-hmm. that – Scoring threat. Yeah. The only reason I'd play Simon's a little bit, I'd play him like probably 12 to 14 minutes is because as we we saw last year, um, you know, Dame got tired. So you don't want him, you don't want to wear him down too much in the regular season. Right now, obviously it's a little different because CJ out there, but CJ, CJ gets gassed too. And I feel like that's that's been a constant problem with them when they make these deep playoff runs. So if Simon's going to show the capability to score at least, you need shallow playoff runs. Nigga <laughs> <laughs> said deep playoff runs like yeah. like they made it past the Western Conference semifinal. They did it once. once. Whatever we've seen when they go to the playoffs, they always end up losing their legs at some point. And I just think Simon's can help out with that a little bit. That's why I would play him. Um, also, Canner this year yeah. has not been completely terrible. I mean, I know Christian Will went crazy. He was only a minus one and with two blocks. So, his defense, which has been much maligned, definitely not been a problem this year. I always thought that was a little bit of an overhyped thing anyway. But Their defense being bad or Cancer's defense being bad? Oh. No, I know their defense is bad. Trust me. I know that. <laughs> I'm well aware. <laughs> the thing is, he just doesn't have a lot of – He's just he just can't guard like pick and rolls and stuff like that. He's just so laterally slow, and he's just like so slow footed that if he if he ever steps outside the paint, but he just kind of na- bro that dude like seven foot tall. He looks strong as shit. Like he, there's no way he's an awful post defender. Yeah. It's just as soon as he steps outside the paint, he a whole liability because he's so slow. These are facts. Yeah, they get him on a lot of switches on the picks and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it, Cancer. Like you fighting out there. Um, <clears throat> all right, moving on to the last game of the night. The Suns end up beating the Warriors one fourteen to ninety three. There was no Devin Booker, no problem for the Suns. As Chris Paul came out there, thirteen points, four assists, but he was a plus twenty seven. Incredible for him. Man, this man Bridges went crazy, 20 points, five assists. I knew I should have just went on ahead and picked the freaking Suns because when Jay Crowder starts, they're a completely different team, like we've all known. <laughs> 16 points, nine rebounds. 
Hey, man. And let me give this man Dom some credit because he pointed this out last time. We didn't know what to make of it. Now it seems like it's coming somewhat to fruition. And this is kind of, you know, a rare positive that you see, obviously, when you're missing a Cameron Payne, you're missing a Devin Booker. This dude, Nader, six for 15, five rebounds, 16 points, three assists. He went out there and did something, man. He did. 12 points, 13 rebounds, eight assists off the bench. Damn, eight assists is crazy. I was like, I used to do that in college. Wait a minute. Let me just try. Um, so really, really cohesive look from the Suns. Um, for the Warriors, Steph, 27, 10 to 20 shooting. Did have four turnovers, four assists. You know, maybe some more assists would be great, but damn it. Well, I'm, sh- I'm sure he yeah, would have more, oh, sure more assists if other people yeah, were making more shots. I'm getting there, man. Wiggins, 16 points, five rebounds. He was 6 of 11. Draymond struggled, man. One of seven from the field. He does that. He at least had six assists, three steals, but he was also a minus 17. But y'all, y'all know why we're here. Y'all know why we're here, man. <laughs> y'all know why we're here, bro. They're looking to trade this dude. And I, I thought, you know what? When I heard it a couple days ago, I was like, that's a little premature. Get him the fuck off this team. One for 11. <laughs> oh, for five and three. Minus 17. In 26 minutes, Kelly fucking Oubre. Dom, do you have anything to say for yourself, man? For calling this man better than Wiggins? I got he hot and cold, man. This was a cold game. Is that what he is? Huh? Is that what he is? He, he definitely hot and cold, completely, completely inconsistent. <laughs> when has he been hot? When has he been hot? Yeah, that's a good point. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> definitely had a couple efficient twenty-point games this season, but you know, he's just he's you know he's been he's been wildly inefficient this season. And, you know, he hasn't been the player that Golden State thought that they were getting from Phoenix. I, I still don't know what the fuck changed. Maybe the injury, maybe the injury changed him or whatever. I don't know. Cause he was gone for most of the year last year, but you know, other people deal, go through injuries and stuff like that. I don't know what his injury was exactly, but whatever happened from Phoenix to Golden State, <laughs> he he just he he fell off a cliff. So would I be mad at Golden State for looking to trade him? No. It just depends on what they can get back in value for. How do you get much? Kelly Oubre at this point. Right now. I think he's got exposed a little bit. Like, he's not a shooter at all. Like, he's a slasher. That just doesn't really fit Golden State the way they play. Yeah. They need him to be able to take and make the open three, and he can't. He was 0 for 5, 1 to 11 from the field. He's struggling all around. I thought Wiggins was up and down because, but Wiggins has some moments where he actually plays well. And then he just has these yeah. other moments where he just like coasts through the game. But it's, it's two inconsistent players there. It's just Wiggins has been way more consistent, even through his inconsistencies, than, than Ubre has. Yep. Real, real quick to put this in perspective, um, 
Oubre has averaged 12 points a game this year, 5.6 rebounds, on 36% shooting from the field, and 22% from three. That's not inconsistent. That's bad. That's just terrible. What what I think the issue is, like the real problem there was, when they traded for him, remember, they traded for him as soon as Clay got hurt. So the role that he was supposed to fit, he was supposed to be in that, in not uh, the Clay role, but in a Clay role. But the problem is, he was never Clay. <laughs> so they just kind of they kind of got him there to try to try and relieve a problem that wasn't fixed because they knew Wiggins wasn't that good of a shooter either. He went he shot three for six, but he's not like a when you're missing when you're when you're missing Clay. You're missing an extra like ten attempts a night. So if you get Wiggins, that can kind of shoot threes a little bit. Because mind you, but when he was in Minnesota, he couldn't shoot threes at all either. So I think he's just gotten better here at shooting threes. Yeah, but then, from deep this year, you want to chill on? Huh? No, I'm saying. No, what I'm saying is when he when he was in Minnesota, he never yeah. shot that well from three. So what? Like I'm saying, maybe he maybe they coached him. Because remember, he was on Minnesota. I mean, he was on Golden State for a while now because he got traded last uh, trade deadline. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure, you know, they helped him work on his three-point shooting everything. When you – with fucking Steph and Clay, <laughs> I'm sure you get a little better. But um, in terms of Oubre, they were – they just tried to get him to, like, kind of offset the production that they were going to miss from, um, from Clay. But that's not the type of player that he is, so – this this I just think this ain't the this ain't the role for him. But damn it, he's been horrible <laughs> this season. So tough scene for Kelly, man. It's a tough scene out here for him. I'm the only reason, man, I'm so mad at Kelly's because he really is ruining the MVP campaign here. Steph Did can't you really do pick it. Steph? Hmm? Did you really pick Steph? I didn't pick Steph. I picked Luca. But I feel like Steph would have had a chance if dude would not be minus 15 every game and, like, help a little bit, you know. And if if they could – if this would be completely different if they were, like, 13 and 6 right now, which they easily could be. Easily. I don't know about easily. Easily is tough. Man, I still remember they're probably like fifth in the league in shooting threes if Ubre doesn't take any. And I want to say like 25th when because he shoots threes. Guarantee it. I I I can I'm actually gonna look it up. I'm gonna have that stat for y'all next time. But <clears throat> it changes everything, man. I don't know, man. Come on, Ubre. We need more. He's just you should at least get put them in striking distance at the end of the game, man. Because they got to 10. And then right when they came back out there, Phoenix went right on the run. It's like, damn Bro. it. Uber. Learn how to shoot the fucking ball. Look, look at your fucking teammate, bro. Or stop shooting it. Please stop shooting it. Do one or the other. Look at your other he's teammate. Try- but he's trying to but the stop other one shooting is shooting. And he's still not making it. <laughs> Wiggins, but Wiggins is shooting. So you're telling him, look at his other team. Draymond. His other team is shooting. I'm talking about Draymond. Draymond does not shoot that bitch. 
Oh my god! So you want him to you want him to go one for two for the night? Yes, yes, uh, yes. I do. You know uh, what? Yes, I fucking do. <laughs> Tired of looking at one for eleven, two for thirteen from this dude. Go <laughs> one of two, please. Fucking please. <laughs> Run around, move, and give it to Steph on a dribble handoff. That's all I need you to do. I'm over it. I'm over these fucking shooting ball. Stop. Stop. Stop shooting. Stop. Hey, man. He's more fucking shooting more. Let Wanamaker shoot that bitch. Not you. No. I will, I will say this. I don't think I've had that many bad takes this season so far. But but Kelly was definitely <laughs> – Kelly was definitely somebody I was expecting a lot more from. And he just came out here and <laughs> – <laughs> Came oh. out here and said, "Like, bro, come on, bro." Definitely a bad. <laughs> All right, man. Real quick, um, starting out, what's your game of the night and player of the night? My game of the night is Portland, Houston. Houston pulls it out, one hundred four, one hundred one. Came down to a last-second shot. They actually had a chance to tie it at the end, but. My player of the game is going to be Christian Wood. Christian Wood finished with, what did he finish with? 22 points, 12 rebounds? Yep. 22 points, 12 rebounds. I think he had, no, he's only had one three, but he hit a three. So I'll take that. So I'm going to go with Christian Wood. Tom, player of the night, game of the night? My player of the night, I mean, my game of the night would have to also be Portland. Lynn in Houston, but my player tonight is that man in the D, that man in Motown, Mo City, huh? Lee Griffin. <laughs> Definitely deserves that player tonight. 23 points, 8 of 16, shooting 5 for 10 from 3, beating the fucking Lakers. He looked LeBron's, he looked LeBron James in his face and beat him by 15. Blake Griffin. Oh my God. It's a good pick. Um, My game of the night, uh, we've got three for three on this one, man. Scobby Rockets and Blazers was a great game. Uh, Like Darnell said, had some chances late. Uh, Gary Trent missed the layup, and they just couldn't get a good look at the three on their second opportunity. My play of the night, actually, man, it's going to be one. My Kale Bridges. Man, Bridges went out there, 20 points, five assists, plus 25 against what we think is a very good Warriors team. With no Devin Booker, no problem. He's showing that he can still do what he does, whether their best player is there or not. And now I've officially, you know, bought in completely. And we saw it early, but Michael Bridges, man, I, he's, on, he's on track for, you know, most improved player. This dude, he's going crazy this year. So. Nah. Not over Christian Wood. No, nah, but I'm gonna say Christian, Christian Wood was good got last year, though. He wasn't this good. But people ain't know. People didn't know he was good last year. Now people are about to know he's good. I want to give an honorable mention to to the guy that you mentioned earlier, who just seems to do what the fuck he does. Wayne the fuck Ellington. He's been consistent with this. He really. He really just go out there and shoot six for nine from three every game at this point. I'm like, okay. He really do what he do. 
but Hellerton is sniper. You know what? <laughs> oh man. Golden State might have to trade. Golden State might have to trade Uber for Ellington. Damn, they would actually be better if they did that. They would be better. That would be, yeah, a, solid, that would be a solid move for Detroit <laughs> too. That would not. Damn. Um. Hey man, thank you guys uh, so much for joining. Man, we're happy to get these out to you. Um, we're gonna work on all having our All Star game picks and publicizing that for you guys as well. Um, for those of you listening in the early morning, we do a Fry 2K coming at you at 1 on twitch.tv slash Sports. So that should be entertaining as well. And um, hey, man, for Darnell Jones and Dom, it's Demetrius Mason, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, deuces. Later. <laughs>